You are listening. You are listening. You are listening. You're listening. This is the Nerd, the nerd Best, best Friends. Friends. Nerd best friends. Nerd best friends. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, nerds. Thank you for listening to Nerd Best Friends. I'm Annalise, here with my best friend, Rob. Hey, that's me, your best friend, your podcast host, and your guy who started a thing and finished a thing. This is the end of season one. How you doing, Annalise? We did. We started and we finished. Everybody, this is it. A plan that was hatched a little more, well, we can say longer than just a year ago. If we talk about the comic book store turning into (laughs) other things we could do, turn into, hey, let's do a podcast. If I recall correctly, it was June of 2021 when my school site was hosting the all district Oh, see, you're going to call me out on this. That's what's happening right now. At lunch, you came to Uh my office because we were the host site and Uh we sat and sketched out the ideas for Nerd Best Friend. We actually didn't even have the title, the title yet for Nerd Best Friends. So here we are just not quite a year later and we completed 16 (laughs) episodes and a bunch of one shots. How long did that lunch last, (laughs) Annalise? You know, the bells weren't running Three that day. Three so... and a half hours. <laughs> Look, I was I was on call. I couldn't attend mm-hmm. any of the sessions. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know what your duties were as ETS that day, but... I was uh, just doing what the host admin was telling me to do. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. And I was just waiting for triaging problems, which, you know, sometimes... We're so good at setting stuff up. There are no problems. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm well, I'm very familiar with being on standby for problems. <laughs> it was good. Like I was thinking about it just the other day, actually, as, as we were putting up our notes for this episode about sitting out in the, uh, you know, in the Greek theater area under the shade and just kind of jot, like jotting out on paper, what we were thinking and the reasons why. And I was, I was really thankful for you in that moment because you've had a couple of podcasts that you've done one professionally and one for fun. And maybe there's more that I don't know about, but no, just so. Those two. <laughs> you brought some good you brought some good questions to the table like yeah we could do a podcast but why what what is our purpose what are what are we doing and and i think we have done a good job keeping to that purpose this first season i think that that would be a good thing to revisit this summer when we do our planning once again what worked and what didn't if that message or that mission statement has changed and those kinds of things like a real professional thing i mean we're teachers we're planners we're going to backwards plan again and we will definitely have that conversation and i'm looking forward to it To continue, for the final time this season, what is the craft beer of the episode? Craft beer of the episode, hand-carried across the Pacific Ocean (laughs) by you. You brought me some Maui Brewing Company beer straight from the source in Hawaii. I'm going to highlight this week Bikini Blonde from Maui Brew Co. Very nice. It is a fantastic beer. You brought me a few that are that are going to be new to me, but Bikini Blonde is one that I've had before at different tasting events and things and I'm not sure if it's their if it's their flagship, but it's definitely the one that I see distributed most outside of Hawaii and I did a little research on Maui Brewing Co. They have restaurants and tap rooms on the majority of all the different islands. What struck me about them, they do everything that I like to see in a local brewery for their area. If you look at their events this week, there's a lot of live music from local people as well as like 
animal shelter night. And the, you yeah. know, the first thing you see when you pop up is a, a sponsored beach cleanup that they're doing nearby and little things like that, that give back and, and make the brewery part of the community is one of those things like we talked about in the craft beer episode, where when you show up to a good brewery, it's got that kind of picnic atmosphere. It's families and dogs and beer and sunshine. And, and I really got the feeling that they're all, that they're aligned with that as, as well. So Bikini Blonde, Maui Brew Co. Check it out if you can. One of the things that I learned from you through a mutual friend of ours is how to travel with beers. I think you learned that trick when you would go to Nerdtacular Mm. with our mutual Mm. friend. And I learned from you and that became important when I was living in Ohio and you can't buy 805 in Ohio. So learning how to like, when I came to visit for the holidays or whatever, I could roll up a 12 pack of 805 and take it back and put it in the fridge and slowly have one at a time here and there to enjoy it. But that's one of my thing that I've done pretty much since. And especially looking at places, especially on a trip, I'm glad you're enjoying it i had also tried bikini blonde we had lunch at melibu or i'm sorry at maui brewing i was able to stop and have lunch there obviously again on a trip couldn't have a drink but picked up a couple of those cans and really good food right off of um, honolulu right right in the main strip where it's uh, good food and and great location it's really pretty and everything was just opening up in hawaii Mm. they were they were a lot slower than a lot of other states so even the room service in the hotel what hadn't reopened yet since 2020 so a lot of those places like maui brewing were just starting to bring all that stuff back as we were there so that's exciting to see Next on the list is Nerd Mail. Nerd this Mail. Week, since the last episode, I have nothing. Zero. I did not receive any feedback. So Uh-oh. in lieu of my Nerd Mail segment this week, I will just call to action. Hey, nerds, you're listening to the podcast. You have a thought. You're like, oh, they mean the this thing. Or, oh, I read this thing that was very similar to that thing that Rob liked. Don't hesitate to write in. It could be a sentence, just a couple of things. We want that engagement. There's no stupid questions. There's nothing too small or like trivial that you think like, oh, they don't want to hear from me. We do. We really, really want to engage our listeners in the conversation. That is one of our, like we were talking about earlier, one of the mission statements is we want to have those conversations just like if you had wandered into our comic slash gaming shop and over heard us talking about something and you had something to interject we want to welcome you into the conversation but you probably got something i definitely got a how dare you terry hatcher was in (laughs) desperate housewives not the real housewives how dare you not know Uh, the answer to that question (laughs) i enjoyed last episode but i did i listened to the episode i was driving in my car and i found myself yelling at the car yelling at the (laughs) yelling at the podcast at that moment and a couple other ones where we were trying to think of something or I particularly said Rob and I'm, I'm just shouting into my empty car like <laughs> desperate housewives stupid <laughs> We, maybe we need to take a little bit more time to like Google when we can't think of it and, and edit it later or something. I don't know. But I, I'm back and forth on that, too. I'm like, yeah, I said designing women started with a D. <laughs> so I was right there. And then I said real housewives. And I just couldn't piece those two together yep. in the moment. No, when I listened back to it, I'm like, come on. <laughs> I love it. I love both sides of that coin. But definitely I got the how dare you on our on our Instagram. So oh, uh, it was Felicia Day was the other one. I Felicia mean, come Day. on, like in the hierarchy. <laughs> Not Sandra nerds, Day. right? <laughs> Felicia Day is one of like, 
our, you know, like one of our queens. And I'm like, I don't know, Sandra Day O'Connor or something. Come on. And so I, I would, if I had known anything about Arcane, I would have been able to say like, oh, you mean Felicia Day, duh. But I've never seen Arcane. I would have had no idea that she, that that's who you were talking, referring to. Oh, we were uh, talking about the guild. At that. It doesn't matter. Oh, the Just, guild. Oh yes, I'm sorry. There you go. Uh, it is yeah. fun. It is off the cuff. But I'm glad that listeners are paying attention. The how dare you is the best. And the call to action I appreciate as well. What our listeners may not know is that we're recording these sessions more closely together than we had any two episodes. So usually we have a little bit more time. Our listeners tend to not listen right away. We tend to get listeners over the course of the two weeks between episodes and we then we get a lot of feedback before we record the newest one. So I think you have in your notes for this episode, can we please, for the love of God, get back <laughs> yes. on schedule? So Definitely that'll that'll help with our listener mail too to, and to continue to, to grow our build and grow our audience, which has been happening this evening. It's, it's pretty exciting. But Desperate Housewives, Terry Hatcher. And by the way, I'm totally hooked on Lois and Clark, even though the acting is so bad. Finally, towards the end of the second season, they're getting into a little bit more canon of Superman. They, they introduced the red kryptonite and they introduced the differences between the two. And they still haven't brought a lot of canon in terms of characters. The writing got a little bit better that second season. I'm almost at the end of the second season. Well, I don't know if I shared that we're going through Warner brothers or it's wb i don't know whatever the channel the berlanti verse all the dc shows with the flash and arrow and uh, oh yeah Bat- so that was all that was those, the wb right? and then it was the cpn cw cw and, now- and something else yeah so that was yeah. the w that was the that's what originated buffy and then wb went and i think it went yeah. to cw for some times and then i think cpn or something like that after so that started with smallville and yeah. then rolled into i want to say you can make an argument that it started with the flash in the 90s and then rolled into Smallville and then I think there was Birds of Prey and then it was Arrow and then it was The Flash and then it was Legends of Tomorrow and then it was there's a million of them and so we're slowly making our way through those strategically like we were talking about the other day like sometimes you just need a list of okay there's 12 seasons of Smallville or whatever it is what are the like the five episodes each season that I need to watch so I can get the overall plot and see it from beginning to end so we're making lists like that for all all of those DC shows from Warner Brothers and they are cheesy, but they get better. Every couple of years, you notice like a, an improvement in the CGI, in the acting, in the cinematography. They do get better, but oh boy. It's a labor of love, right? It's yeah. a great way to kind of learn about the DC universe and kind of have that experience. But oh boy, it's not great. I'd be interested in shorter watches of Smallville. I know as it was newer, you were a big fan of it. I, I just oh, yeah. never had the time to get into it. And what's interesting, I think, about the Superman canon or the Superman family of shows is Supergirl part of that? Supergirl was a show for a while. And that oh, was apparently yes. really good, too. It's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. No. apparently it's really good. I want to watch that one too. But in terms of Superman, Smallville was a very popular show and that's Clark Kent as a teenager growing up into being Superman. I think it, if I know correctly, he goes to Metropolis at some point. He's he's an adult, not a teenager oh, anymore. back and forth from Metropolis yeah. all the time. Like okay. it's, not, it's just ridiculous. But there's a lot of canon in that one. There's a lot of- There's um, a lot of nods. There's a yeah. lot of, you know, Easter eggs and things for comic fans. They do their research. It has a lot of that kind of stuff. And then you get Lois and Clark- 
which is about <sighs> the particular moment that Clark Kent. It's I mean the the series starts the moment Clark Kent lands in Metropolis and tries to get a job at the Daily Planet, and then you have the new one, which you mentioned in the last show is Lois and Superman, is actually them taking their teenage boys back to Smallville to raise them, and Excellent. that's and I think that leans heavily on Super Sons and in the Rebirth. It leans on the okay. Rebirth. DC reboot from a few years ago, which is absolutely great. You know, we did a Batman episode this season. Maybe we do a Superman episode next season. Boom, put it on the list. I think we could fill it. I think so too. I can talk about Lois and Clark all day. Well, (laughs) I'm going to try to convince you to expand a little bit beyond that. Well, and you know, I have a very good friend. One of our episodes we didn't get to record this year is about nerd careers. And I have a friend in CGI and I want to honor his work. He's done a lot of CGI work on... Justice League and he did work on Batman versus Superman and a bunch of those more recent DC movies. I'd like to actually watch those. So Superman episode, I would be all about. I didn't realize I was volunteering <laughs> myself to have to watch the DC movies. I don't know that you have to volunteer yourself. You can, I mean, just like we did the Batman episode, there's a whole ton of stuff that I've never seen. We can still, right. that's not one, like, we're not going to both watch all of the Superman stuff and then talk about it. Like, like Buffy, this is more of your Superman stuff, my Superman stuff. Let's hey, talk person about we're it. interviewing. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. Your movie made me hate Superman. <laughs> okay. Let's <clears throat> recap season one. Rob, what was your favorite episode of the season? I was going to look back at the list of the different episode topics to choose and kind of go through them. But then I decided purposefully not to do that and be like, okay, no, no, no. Which ones do you remember? Which ones stick out, right? Without looking, you know, looking it up or whatever and try to be methodical about it. Like what sticks out? The ones that stick out to me the most are the Buffy episode because that was my least favorite. I I, I hate every moment of that entire experience. Two was the Batman episode because I talked a lot in that episode and it was hard for me to listen to myself talk that much. So I did not enjoy that episode. The third one was the craft beer episode because I was terrified the whole time that I was not portraying a good enough like expert opinion about beer that I was going to say something wrong because that's a different community than I'm super comfortable with. So I was like, oh boy, you know, I was really nervous about that one. The one that I enjoyed, the one that I had fond feelings about was the one where we did, I've seen this before and we compared the Matrix from 1999 and the Lego movie from 2000. Yeah. 11 or whatever that was that one stuck out for a couple of reasons one it was because that was the first time that my son got to be on the show which was super exciting for him and he had been bugging me about doing a podcast for that whole summer that you were bugging me about doing a podcast my son was also bugging me about (laughs) doing a podcast the difference is if I had done the podcast with my son I knew I was going to be the one doing all of the editing and posting and work for sure which is why I decided to go and do a podcast podcast with you because I convinced you that you had all the editing and producing. Well, and I wanted to. So, so he was very excited about it. It really got those wiggles out that he had, and he got to be on the show a couple times after that, which is great. And again, listener feedback, if you want to hear more of Andrew, that would give us more reason to try to sneak him on. The other thing that was cool about that is because one of the favorite things that I do with Andrew is look at pop culture, look at fun things that we enjoy, but look at them critically. And that's one of the things I'm kind of most proud of that I instilled in my son from a very early age, even when he was four years old and we were watching 
watching the Cars movie four times a week, you know, I couldn't help but ask questions. What is this movie trying to tell us right now, Andrew? What is the symbology of those two flies? What is the, 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 the like going through that? And it's something that he's learned. So when we get a chance to just have an excuse to rap about those kinds of things, when he points out patterns and tropes and predictability in plots. It's very encouraging to me. It just makes my heart happy. One of the things that he's really into is both acting on stage, but also writing. He writes stories and he creates tons of games, not just for his friends, but for us, you know, like he is a 12 year old who can run RPG games that keep full grown adults very entertained because he has that foundation of storytelling and those tropes and those patterns he knows how to construct that hollywood type story already and that's the one that i'm going to say is my favorite when andrew and i got to just goof on those two movies the whole time very nice and and andrew will definitely be on the show next season he's already pitched a couple of episodes for him to (laughs) for him to guest appear on so i think that's definitely a thing and i will say he does think with a very critical mind that is older than his age number and we actually kind of ragged on him a little bit when I was over this past weekend about how we're letting a 13 year old run masks, which is based uh, teenagers based in the high school experience for a kid who's never been in high school. So we have some comical moments. You know, he's not a sporty kid either. I mean, he played baseball and stuff, but he tried to describe a football game and and totally fumbled on himself. And then they got the ball and did (laughs) did the play where you kick the ball. And so they got a point and (laughs) But, but he knows enough that if you're going to tell a story in high school, Friday night football Friday games night football game. yeah. are, are going to be a big plot point to it. It's got to be there. The details, <laughs> well, and comically com- not so much. It comes off as endearing because <laughs> we know that's the case because in three years, four years from now, he'd be able to run that without even thinking about it because he would have probably been to a Friday night football game with his friends or something. Yet he can still comprise the story and be on the cuff with such brilliance and ease based off his preparations that it's impressive so kudos to you and maria on that because that's a critical thinker that's thank you very much we are in a golden age of young tween andrew (laughs) that that, uh, we should take advantage of absolutely absolutely my favorite episode is the buffy episode and i put like duh it's the buffy episode and i'm gonna say rob you did great that episode i've gone back and listened to that one a lot and there's two things about it right before that was the batman episode and right before that was the episode with Andrew. And those three kind of, for me, started a turning point. And when Mm. we hit Buffy, I think we really hit our stride as a podcast. We really hit our tempo together. We really had those few episodes in our belt with some guests and some topics that we kind of cared about and we kind of thought about. But we get to these episodes. The movie episode with Andrew was a lot of fun. We get to the very technical Batman one, and I hear you saying, you know, you talked a lot, so it's one is your is one of your least favorites. But you're also very knowledgeable about Batman, so it turned into a good conversation on my end. And to people listening who aren't as knowledgeable about Batman, there's a lot of stuff in there to take in. And then we get to the Buffy episode where those roles were reversed. That Buffy episode, we hit our stride. I don't want you to think that I hate the Buffy. episode. No, I don't I'm think you hate it. Cheek there. That's mm. the episode that I did the most work for. Like okay, that sure. was the one yep. where I really put in the work because I knew it was important to you and I wanted to, you know, I wanted to do a good job. And I think we did, but maybe part of that turning point was the research. 
part of it, right? I think the Batman one as well, like when you set up the document there, you ask some good questions that I was able to explore and go into detail about because I guess I knew that I was going to be kind of carrying that one. And then next, that Buffy one, I was like, oh boy, I got to be able to hang with this one. So I watched, man, did I watch a lot of hours of Buffy and get ready for that. But it makes sense that the podcast would maybe get a little better then because I put more work into those episodes for sure. And for sure, if you look back on our docs, because we have a doc for every episode this season, we didn't have notes for everything until after those two episodes. And then there was basically a chart for every episode after. So even if we're like this one, not a lot of research, we both kind of just jotted in the chart real quick before we recorded. Yeah, this is a much more freeform idea as well. Yeah, but those those episodes, and particularly the Buffy one, in editing it, in the tempo of it, in the the fun of it, the funniness of it, the work is there and it's evident and I it has painted how we approach the rest of the season and since then I enjoy our episodes so even after spending all the time editing them I step away for a little bit it comes out it's released and then I'll go back and play it just to make sure I'm listening again for the 900th time but that was a turning point so my favorite episode is about the episode subject aside and I, I appreciate you putting the work into that because you know that's why you're my best friend you know how much Buffy's important to me and that wasn't an episode to just yeah this is what we're doing so <laughs> But it was all, all for good fun. Let's go to our favorite moments. We went to our, our favorite whole episodes, but what about some moments that you can recall? You know, some of the moments that I recall are the funny moments. You've started doing a really good job about kind of picking out little bloopers and putting them at the end of the show. Me not being able to remember Ben Affleck's name stands out to me because <laughs> it was just so embarrassing and so funny. You couldn't um, have scripted that better. It was brilliant, <laughs> I'm saying. But I will say the best part of the show, the thing that I I look forward to the most is actually the listener feedback like we talked about before sometimes I will get feedback especially from people that we know that listen to the show right our friends will listen to the show and they'll give feedback and I am very appreciative of that that feedback of those com- compliments even though like I don't really know how to accept them very much uh, <laughs> very well like oh we listened to this episode and blah 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 blah, blah. and I'm like Oh, sorry. I hope it wasn't bad. Thank thank you for listening. Right. Yeah. So I think I I come off as a little bit obtuse on those compliments and I will try to do a better job. I like the listener feedback. I like when I see nice comments and and likes on the Instagram posts or or when you bring the mail because you're monitoring the, the Gmail a little bit more than I am. I love seeing that stuff. So please, please, please join the conversation and become part of the group. So that's kind of my favorite thing about the show. What do you look back on as your favorite moment? We spent a lot of time, if we go back to that initial conversation when we were brainstorming, we spent a lot of time trying to figure out what is going to be the tagline. What's the, mm. you're now listening to this podcast, right? Because we we both threw out examples of ones that we listened to, you know, what is going to be our thing and what we thought up is so much fun. I have had a blast brainstorming, writing, recording, collecting our opening taglines for the episodes. And I'm looking forward to coming up with more and getting more people involved. Always. Sometimes- what we can put these two ideas together your favorite moments of the show are the snarky intros my favorite things are when people send us stuff and write in i was gonna say that listener intros that's exactly what i was gonna say not only inviting listeners to possibly record an intro but also just if they don't want to record one to write one and offer one to us the more snarky and insulting to our listeners the better that's another call to action i would love to get more yes if you want to write in your snarky 
comments. We can find some jokers to read it or I can read it in a different voice. Or just if you want to take a voice memo on your phone and send it in as a little wave file or MP4, whatever it is. Oh my gosh, that would it, that would yeah. delight me to no end. I would love that. Absolutely. Do it. I also liked the shift that we made a little bit later in the season of adding one shots. Yes. Because I also think that helped change our conversations while we recorded the podcast, because we could say, you know what, let's make this part of one shot and, mm. and then be able to expand on other stuff. So I liked the one shot. I want to do a handful of them over the summer. We're not going to just leave our listeners high and dry all summer. We'll throw some stuff Great. out, continue to do that. But, you know, last time we did the, what are you up to kind of episode? I think that that would be a fun way to do those one shots during the summer. Uh, sure. I enjoy talking about like what I'm excited about now, yes. right? It, it kind of lends to that enthusiasm of what are you diving into yeah let's just keep everybody up to date as we do absolutely especially as some of our kickstarters come and we start moving forward and all oh that my gosh you know what i just found out about like 40 minutes ago what you know the dc deck builder game like my pin oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah this is the best deck builder game in the world yeah. it's the 10th anniversary of that game and they have a kickstarter that just launched right now i haven't delved too far into it but the new thing that's coming out is dc deck builder injustice so it's got all the cool injustice art and you're fighting like Superman is in the bad guy card and stuff. It looks really what? cool, but I think it's also going to be an opportunity to like get some of the older, you know, original sets and games if you missed out on that. Oh boy. And okay. it looks like there's like a big box. <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's nothing more exciting than a big box with little places to organize all the cards that can hold the original game and the three expansions and all the other stuff all in one place yeah i'm in trouble this is not good because i also enjoy that game but i love injustice oh my god i've loved injustice. injustice since my birthday that we rented out that booth at the bar with the arcade and, and we are telling it. that story during the <laughs> superman episode next yes. like that perfectly injustice fits perfectly into a superman episode oh, that we next season. that's no good but yes one shots 100 percent. i put on favorite guests and i think that's probably unfair to you because one of the guests is your son oh you know what i didn't even think of that no <laughs> <laughs> i was surprised it wasn't your answer I thought maybe you're just being fair. No, I personally, I enjoyed having all our guests. I want to have more. I really enjoyed reconnecting with Michael. Yeah, we both author. chose Michael for, yeah. for favorite guests, probably for different reasons, but please continue. I just liked reconnecting with them and it's nice for me. They feel like epilogues, right? I think I mentioned mm -hmm. that with going back and marching with the USC band, you know, 20 something years later after I graduated with all these alumni from, you know, 50 years of USC band alumni that it kind of felt like an epilogue people I hadn't seen in 20 years since I hmm. left college. And, you know, what are you doing? What have you been doing since we left band in 1999? So that was kind of cool. And talking to Michael felt like that a little bit in the aftermath, a little bit of like, haven't really talked to that guy since maybe late late teens early 20s and to hear all the great things that he's doing and and to support and hear about his book the wisdom of gunkles if you've not picked it up it's it's a good read but that was a good one and reconnecting not reconnecting 
there's also, you know, Drea and Tamara who were our that guests. That was a really good episode. Yeah. Now I'm really bummed that you couldn't make it for that one. I think you would have really enjoyed conversing with them about going to cons. And of course, Andrew, Andrew's always brilliant to talk to you. I have appreciated the times you've let me in on some of your family stuff, like going to see the new Spider-Man and then sitting and talking about it after. I know that's something that you cherish with your family. I've been mm-hmm. appreciative to be included in those moments, some of them as well. And the podcast reminded me of those. So mm. I've had fun with all our guests. We definitely, in our planning, should, you know, work to bring more guests onto the show. I totally agree. And I also put Michael at the top of that list because I hadn't stayed in touch with him all that much. And we didn't spend a ton of time together when we didn't know each other in high school. But by having him on the podcast, I read that book. And that is not a book that I ever would have heard of, probably, or have come across things that I would have read, if not. And it's a good book. And I learned a lot. And there's always value in getting different perspectives, especially when we're talking about the same community, right? Not everybody in the community looks like me as much as sometimes people who look like me want to like gatekeep and make it that way. It's really not that way. It's for everybody. And so not only did I learn a lot from that book and just really enjoy reading it and really enjoy the fact that I knew this person who wrote this book and I talked to this person about that book. That's a cool thing to do when you're, you know, in your first season of a podcast, but also it was just very inspiring to hear his stories and read the stories that were in that book and get excited about our nerd pop culture cool community and it being for everybody and and that kind of thing it was good learning for us as well because we were given an advanced copy of the Mm -hmm. book because we were able to read it before it was released i appreciated that as well because i imagine more opportunities for that will start to happen as our podcast grows and i want to be on top of that and having guests whether we know the person or not having guests with great topics also as a member of the lgbtq community being uh, inclusive and bringing in all of these different aspects of the nerd world that can tend to be buried down a little bit in the big nerdiness umbrella to bring those to the forefront was really important to me as well. The next category on our list is our favorite topics. Maybe not how the episode went or those kinds of things, but the thing to talk about. What was your favorite topic? Or I guess it's back. Is it back to me? I think we switched. Either one. I I can (laughs) answer that first. We we don't have a formula. What are you talking about, Rob? For me, topics, I really liked the comic book episode itself, but anytime we talked about comic books, you are very knowledgeable, have read a lot more than I have. I appreciate the acknowledgement that comic books are valid, Mm -hmm. comic books are literature, and they don't all have to be superhero. You don't have to read DC and Marvel and all that superhero stuff that goes back decades and decades and decades. You can read a comic book about just about anything. You could read comic book adaptations of movies and books and all of it's valid, all of it's literature. It's entertaining and it doesn't matter how nerdy that is. It's good and it's fun and it's fun to talk about. 100%. That is also my favorite topic was when we did the non-superhero comics. That is something that I am passionate about. You say that I'm not knowledgeable about it. I, I'm just a big fan. I really, it's something that I I love talking about. A lot of comic book, comic book nerds will have that like encyclopedic knowledge or that trivia of like, oh, the first appearance of Wolverine was actually in Hulk something, something, something. And amazing fantasy, blah, 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 was when Werewolf by Night. I don't have that. Like, I don't know that kind of history or those kinds of details. That's not what interests me. I like reading good stories. Part of liking to read those good stories is getting excited about them enough to share them with friends and to kind of spread that message that you were just talking about that comics are absolutely 
absolutely a legitimate medium for literature, for art. They can engage us. They can connect us. And no matter how busy, you know, your life might be, you can sit down for 15 minutes and read a comic book. And those 15 minutes with a combination of good writing and art from the pencils to the colors to the ink, everybody who's involved in making those things, that 15 minutes that you took to read that comic book can spawn an hour's worth of conversation or more with your friends. When I say knowledgeable, I don't necessarily mean that I think you're a walking encyclopedia of knowledge when it comes to comic books, but you are, like Kickstarters, aware of what's (laughs) happening in the comic book community. You can say, oh, this new thing is happening. Maybe my point of view is looking at my best friend with rose-colored glasses on because you're my best friend, but also I would have never known about Scooby Apocalypse. I would have never known about the new Buffy that is out now. I would have never known about Chew, and Chew is like, that was my number one comic book for that episode. So you're knowledgeable in the sense that you are engrossed in the community. And because you look out for things to share, because you can say, oh, I think this would be really good for this friend of mine. I think this would be really good for Andrew. I think my wife would really like this. Like that's probably the best piece of comic books. And you are knowledgeable about it in that aspect. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you for the compliment. I will say as I'm... (laughs) As I'm accepting compliments about the podcast. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Uh, How about your uh, summer nerd plans, Rob? I know we kind of talked about this a little bit. Like, what are you planning last episode? But what are Uh, your nerd plans for the summer? Oh my God, we need to record some podcasts this summer so that we have a buffer (laughs) for season two. We started strong this season, ladies and gentlemen. We were doing it great. We were like four weeks ahead. Sometimes, you know, two episodes ahead. That was right where we wanted to be. That was the sweet spot. Plenty of time to edit. Plenty of time to research and think about the next episode. I mean, for crying out loud, I watched 300 hours of Buffy or some ridiculous (laughs) thing at one point. And then, you know, life got in the way. And (laughs) yeah, winter break so we were supposed to record two episodes during winter break and we Mm. did not and that's when we fell behind and just could not catch up even spring break you were gone for the first part of it i was gone for the second part of it we couldn't connect to record so we will plan it out we will record some one shots this summer we will be a little bit more ahead and maybe we even I mean, after we brainstorm, one of the things I'm thinking about, and this is thoughts for next season, I'm going into this a little bit. One of the things I'm thinking about is a little bit longer season. So maybe we record a bunch of episodes. Oh, God. (laughs) Maybe record a bunch. And what I mean by that is we record a bunch of episodes and start a little bit earlier than we did this season. We'll talk about it. But yes, being ahead. Yes, we will record (laughs) stuff. Yes. I want to get ahead. But podcast aside, I have been thinking a lot about this summer and what to do. So frequent guest of the show, my son, Andrew, is at an age where he's not super interested in a lot of summer camps, only some things that are particular to his needs, right? He's very into musical theater right now. So like he wants to take a dance class and he wants to take a singing class, but those are not the all day kind of summer camps that, you know, you're used to when you have a little kid and you're like, oh, this week is swim camp. I drop you off at 8 a.m. and I'll come pick you up at 4.30 and you spent, you know, that's just not the reality for his age group anymore. Last summer, I taught summer school and it was a good experience. I don't have any complaints about it, except that I would come home in the early afternoon after teaching summer school and Andrew would be there, like call him out on the podcast. He'd be there 
on the couch playing video games. He hadn't got dressed. He hadn't taken a shower. He hadn't made his bed. I don't know if he ate anything. And if he did, it was probably junk food. It wasn't a good use of our time that we could have together where he's at that age. And as I've thought, you know, I, I think of this through all of the different milestones in parenting, you know, from when he was a toddler and then he was a kindergartner and then he was this and that. It's always like, he's at this stage right now that we're never going to get back again. How can I maximize it? Yeah. And I feel like, those teenage years are coming soon where, you know, it's going to be cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, you know, can I borrow the car keys and he's going to be mm-hmm. off and, you know, gone all the time. Where right now he's 13 and he's interested in all this nerdy stuff. He wants to play D&D. He wants to play these board games. He wants to play Warhammer. He wants to do this stuff. So summer plans nerd wise is I'm just going to set up a schedule. I'm going to set up weekly themes. We're going to do board games and tabletop games and all kinds of stuff as much as we can this summer and not piddle away the time, but instead maximize it. And thanks to my super cool board game geek app, I'm keeping track of everything and all the plays (laughs) and all that kind of stuff. And I will say, you know, I keep track of all the different games I play and who I play it with and all the stuff from this cool app. I want to make sure that I say the name right. It is called BG Stats. I can see that Andrew's in third place of the people that I play games with he, he he lives in the same house he should always be first place not third place so we're going to do something about this summer and make sure that nice you know he's in he's in that top spot what's the summer looking like for you like i mentioned last episode i'm really looking for as time gets closer and closer i'm really looking forward to setting up my nerd room now that i have had a few solo games on return to dark tower I've never played solo games other than like solitaire on the computer and stuff like that or computer like video games, solo games. I am really excited to get wave one of Final Girl. I am really excited to open that up, set it all up and learn how to play it and just play every episode in series one before series two comes in December before we start the school year. I want to play everyone. When is that scheduled to arrive? June. Oh, that's perfect. They're great. Okay. And it might be a little bit late. We know supply chain is still a thing, but they're not waiting to have to create the stuff and then, you know, proof it and then make it and then get a demo box to double check it. Like because they already sold the first series, this is just a reprint. They're ordering a reprint and it's being made right now to go to ship. I am really excited to get it. June, even if it's July. July is even a better month for me to get it than June. So I'm really looking forward to that and solo gaming between Return of Dark Tower and Final Girl. By the way, for any listeners, I'm just going to kind of plug this a little bit. Return to Dark Tower has announced that they're going to do a second Kickstarter for anyone who missed this first one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really realize how many people were connected to this game. It's become a thing. It was on an episode of South Park. It's being talked about in global media. It's such a thing. So they're going to do a secondary Kickstarter. And right now, Final Girl has opened up for late pledges. So if those two both sound good to you listeners, those are reopened for those purposes. Or The Return to Dark Tower, I think, is coming in a little bit, but they are going to do another kickstarter and they're also doing one and maybe you can help me with this it's a it's a playbook they're making it a little bit more dungeons like dungeons and dragons no with this no playbook. it's a what full is it? rpg book it's a full rpg setting but, right and that's what i mean like they're making it more story wise like dungeons and dragons where you have yes, a i think it's yeah. going to be a completely separate game like you won't use the tower or the board anything like that oh you but don't what think it looks so? like to me is it's an rpg set in the dark tower universe 
right? So those characters that you play in the board game, those are going to be the archetypes for the characters that you build. And the different horde monsters that you're fighting in the board game, those are going to be the stat blocks for creatures that you might encounter in the adventures that they make for that RPG. That's a standalone game is what it looks oh, okay. like. okay. I thought maybe it would use the board and obviously maybe not the app or, or the tower itself, but use the board to, well, no, I no, might I think it's going to be a full on RPG. Nice. Other than that... For me, summer nerd plans, maybe some nerd traveling. And what I mean by that is I do things like I collect hard rock pins. I've collected hard rock pins since I was Mm. 17 years old. So anywhere I travel, I make sure whether or not there's a hard rock in the area and I go pick up a pin. You know, there's a few out there within the United States I haven't been to. and, And I do plan travel around going and getting pins at places. I put on my 22 for 22 to attend one con. And I don't know what con that's going to be. And I don't know in what capacity or where. But You should have told me we could have gone to Adepticon like two weeks ago. To what con? Adepticon. It's like a tabletop miniatures. When we were trying to figure out what to do with that band camp money, I was like, let's go to a con. You're like, I'm not. I'm old, grumpy man. I don't want to go to any cons. So I just. True, I am. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know that I want to go to Big Giant One. Uh, if I listen to what Drea told us in the Cons with Friends episode, one of the things she does is just goes to San Diego for the day and does all the stuff on the outside that you don't have to buy yeah, a badge for. Yeah. So, I mean, I might do something like that. I don't know. But I want to attend one con and I want to do it this summer. If you caught me in the right mood, <laughs> you might be able to convince me. I heard <laughs> of a con that's a small one. It's called Winter Fantasy. And I think it takes place in Indianapolis, like in the middle of the worst part of winter where it's just like terrible but it's a smaller convention and it's all dungeons and dragons where you can run games or you can pick up games or you can buy tickets to just have dms run you through games and stuff and there's all kinds of vendors there and i was listening to another podcast where they're talking about and they're like yeah if you stay in the hotel or the hotel across the street you never have to go outside at the negative 20 degree temperature or whatever so it feels like it's just this little winter break of like it's snowy and blustery outside but it's like there's no place else to go it's like a warm cozy environment where you go and just play dungeons and dragons with and make new friends that sounds like something i might do you never have to leave the hotel i had to go to reno for a conference and it was middle of winter and i didn't have to leave the hotel so i agree with you on that is nerdtacular not a thing anymore not in the way it was where they would rent out like the resort and that kind of stuff now they do it in vegas and it's like a weekend in vegas that they do i mean it looks super fun it's actually coming up in the next couple weeks and they're doing like the pinball hall of fame and they're doing a big like video game esport thing like it looks cool but i could never go to las vegas again in my entire life and be just fine okay but but no 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 the pinball hall of fame yeah let me tell you Mm -hmm. so it was this little teeny building that didn't have any air conditioning they'd run big giant fans all the time and because because it was this big this little tiny old building they could only have so many machines on at once because of the power usage and stuff like that i don't know if how much you know about the pinball hall of fame but it's run by this dude who doesn't care if he makes a profit it's all donation and he got enough donations to open this giant beautiful pinball arcade building it's close to the airport it's huge it's beautiful. We got to go. I don't, Nertac, I don't care if New York Tech is a point. <laughs> Seriously, that is a reason to go to Las Vegas. They have pinball machines from like, I don't know how early pinball machines were made, but like you can't even believe the thing still works. And it's amazing. It's a lot of fun. And I am super impressed with the Pinball Hall of Fame. It's now on the boulevard close to the Welcome to Las Vegas sign. Huge um, parking lot. Big, giant 
building, air conditioning. It's so much fun. It's a thing. I would travel to a lot. I mean, I have family still in Las Vegas. So you I'll go to Las Vegas all the time. Well, You've got connections to it. I'm like, that place is hot and expensive <laughs> and I don't want to go anymore. Yeah, I have, uh, you know, I have family still there and my partner has family. She's born and raised there. So her family's there and stuff like that. So I'll go back and I, I like gambling. So I will save up and go gambling once in a while. And since I lived there for nine years, I learned a lot of locals tricks Mm. to beat the heat if we have to go during the summer. So Pinball Hall of Fame, that's a thing. That's a nerdy travel. I would go to Las Vegas. I don't care. Like, yeah, I'll see my family. We'll have breakfast. Anyone want to go to Pinball Hall of Fame? Because that's where I'm going. So, (laughs) so yeah. Well, maybe. Hey, how much? much, Listen, grumpy old man. How much fun did you have when I planned our good ice tours? Oh, we had an amazing time. Okay. So. So trust me, if you want to do Pinball Hall of Fame, we can do a good ice tour slash Pinball Hall of Fame. Like we could totally make it happen. So just (laughs) keep that in mind. I suppose I trust you. I suppose it could be fun. I do love playing pinball. I'm not great at it, but one of the biggest, one of the best surprises uh, last summer when we went on our trip to Colorado was we found this random brewery as we were doing our brewery hopping. It was just in this huge warehouse full of pinball machines and the beer was not great. The place was not air conditioned. It was hot. There were weird flies all over the place. But damned if I didn't have the best time at that place because <laughs> I just cashed out every all the cash I had and played pinball the entire time. And it was really fun. I'm telling you right now, if we can find some dates in late July, mid late July, so hot. Li- just just listen, just hear me out. That Maria can can get off during the week because that's going to be the key. Let's not go on a weekend when it's ridiculous. Go on a week. Everything's cheaper. I can get the timeshare. We'll good ice it up, hang out by the pool and be in the air conditioning and play a bunch. We'll take a bunch of board games with us and then go to the pinball hall of fame in the evening when it's a little bit cooler. And I say a little bit because it's just cooler because the sun's not out and just spend a bunch of money playing pinball, go back to the timeshare and dip in the pool and then play more board games in the timeshare. You want to do we it? We, can make it games if we do have a lot of board games we could play I guess we could also look and see if there's a summer con in Vegas that's cool with tabletop. And maybe something, again, something small. I don't necessarily need to see San Diego Comic Con, right? I don't need to see the big thing, but I want to go to one con and we'll find it. But nerdy travels, that's, those are my plans. So what are your thoughts about next season, Rob? Like I said before, I really did like doing the the comic book episodes and giving the recommendations on that because those recommendations come from the heart. Like when I read comic books and I say like, I think this is good for everybody. I think this is, you know, this is something that I read with my family and you should too. It's because I'm genuinely enthused about those things. So spreading that is great. It's also a good reason to take time out and read more new comic books, which I'm, which I'm always trying to do. I have tried in the past to do comic book book clubs, um, especially during the summers. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did like a Wonder Wo- a summer of Wonder Woman, a summer of Spider-Man, and it didn't get the traction. It didn't really get the engagement that I was hoping for from our friends. So I gave up on it. But now that we have this platform and if people are interested in it, I would love to resurrect that idea of the comic book book club where we pick a character. I enjoy curating like a good reading list of different series that I think highlight or showcase that character in different ways so that it starts discussion and those kinds of things. So maybe we work something like that in. That's what I would like to do, especially for some of the superheroes. You know, you know, superheroes are mainstream now, right? The biggest blockbuster movies in the world are now superhero movies. It used to be the action flick, right? It used to be the Schwarzeneggers and the Stallones and the, the vampires. What are those called? Twilights. 
<laughs> but but now it's superheroes, right? Now that's the action movies are just comic book movies now. Everybody knows those characters from there. Right. But do you know the Doctor Strange that's wielding a battle axe and eating demons out of a Chinese food to-go container? <laughs> do you know the Spider-Man where Harry Osborn had that like weird tiger-striped hair? Do you know the Superman from where he's married and has his little kid, Jonathan Kent and when he accidentally was staring at the cat that was in the tree and fried it with his heat vision. I like to gear people towards that like, oh, if you like A, you might also really like B because that's that's how I like it, you yeah. know? Um, so finding finding those people and, and, and building that tribe up is something that I would like to do in the future. What do you think about a comic book of the episode to go with craft beer of the episode? I have thoughts on that whole introduction revamp thing. It might look different ne- next season. Beautiful. I love it. Keep it for the brainstorm. All right. For me, I already mentioned more episodes, but what I mean by that is maybe starting a little bit earlier and adding one or two more, but not being crazy with it. I don't think we can do a weekly episode thing. We don't, I, we don't, we don't have the time. I don't have the time to edit that. No, unless this podcast starts making mad money, that's not going to happen. If we start making enough money that someone else can edit, we can absolutely record to our heart's desire and get someone else to edit it. But that's, that's further down the line. That's somewhere around season three or four, I project. We're definitely going to utilize intern Joan, who have not been able to onboard even yet because we've both been so busy so once we onboard so busy. let's be honest with this whole thing i feel like we recorded last episode yesterday the turnaround it's nuts and between the la- you're right between the last recording and this it's been a little over a week it's felt like it's been a couple of days and intern joan has asked like when can we meet when can we meet when can we meet so i'm hoping this weekend i'll get some time to connect with her and get her going but definitely utilize you better that. do you understand how important intern joan is to this entire operation this is a gift from heaven you need cancel what are you doing cancel it you need to get intern i'm sorry kids you're not gonna have chairs at your graduation i have to talk to intern joan those kids can sit on the floor (laughs) but yes i will we'll onboard it'll be fine don't worry but next season definitely utilizing her and the timeliness of having her help and then we do need to think about either getting some gear to uh, sell or something for subscriptions we're not a very expensive podcast obviously you and I aren't making money from this and that's not our intention but I would love to cover our cost right so we'll going into next season coming up with ideas to help us at least cover our cost so it's not coming out of a pocket as fun as the is for it to not come out of pocket. Even if that means we're going to have a band camp to do it, we can do it. But coming up with ideas to fund the podcast at its cost. I'm just over here biting my tongue at that comment. Moving on. What's mm-hmm. the nerdiest thing?
prettiest thing you did in this past few days? I, I actually did something. The nerdiest thing I did this week was paint a gigazillion Dark Tower minis. Yeah, you uh, did. For your board game. I don't know that I've ever painted that many minis in one weekend. I'm pretty impressed. Uh, I was determined. I stayed up late. The fun part about it, why it was so engaging was because I wanted to come up with a system for each set of minis to speed paint. Like I was looking at them and I was looking ahead and planning like, what can I do to get that done fast? Of course, I still want it to look good, but like we had talked the whole time about like, all right, speed painting, make it simple, get it ready, play it now. That was what was the most fun about it. And that first tray is almost done. It will definitely be done. That first level, <laughs> that first tray will definitely be done by this weekend. So crazy. I think you got a little bamboozled because the intention was to show me what to do. And I think you got super <laughs> excited with the idea of how to speed paint that you're like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. I also have that on my nerdiest thing this week is I painted my first minis and I really had a good time. So thank you for inviting me over for that. We had some food. The Dodger game was on. I totally get your vibe and what it means to you to be able to sit and relax and the game minis, the so. The nerd room is pretty chill, right? You got a nice table. You got the TV there. You got air conditioning going on. Yeah, it was all good. Yeah, Yeah, it was really great. So a lot of fun hanging out with you and learning how to paint minis and and, and your knowledge and making that. You made that video. We have a YouTube video on Rob's paint of the first little bit of Return to Dark Tower minis. And you can get the Nerd Best Friends podcast on YouTube if if YouTube is like the place you go for creator-owned entertainment. But now, in addition to the podcast, there's a little painting video that checks in and i see maybe us and i see maybe us doing some more of that as well so our listeners get to know us in a different format we'll brainstorm but i think that would be good too so i thought that was fun i think you did a really good job and if you didn't know this i posted your picture on the return to dark tower facebook page and someone's like do you guys do a commission so kudos to you someone (laughs) liked them a lot that's excellent what did you tell that person nah bro oh. <laughs> i didn't actually no i didn't answer because i'm not gonna do that on your behalf and because i know you have interrupted your flow of the stuff you want to do for yourself i don't want to get in the way of that any more than it is already happening unless you want me to or you can go onto the page and say like make me an offer man uh, yeah no you're right i don't have time for that <laughs> there's a podcast i listen to scott johnson he talks about marbles in a straw he says right now my straw is full of marbles if I want to put a new marble in that straw, another marble has to come out. That's just the way it is. So yeah. what would I be willing to give up? I don't know. I don't know that I'm willing to give anything up right now. And you've already given up enough to help paint these. And we still have to play the game. So if you, <laughs> if you all couldn't tell, both Rob and I were under the weather when we recorded our last podcast. I think I was trying to say binge watching. I said it a couple times in the episode and I realized I was so sick. It, it sounded like bin watching. Oh, <laughs> so because um, you're nasal. Yep. And because I was so under the weather, I told Rob not to come over because I was so medicated. (laughs) It wouldn't have been been able to join us. So paint them. We're going to play. It's going to be fun. That aside, what's the nerdiest thing you're going to do next week? Well, as you just said, you wanted to get started on painting miniatures. There's some stuff that you want to get done. You've got Final Girl coming and that's going to be full of miniatures. Yes. We did Marvel Zombies. That's going to be full of miniatures. So I'm going to put together a document of recommendations that I have called something like getting started with painting miniatures with recommendations of the different. Here are the tools I use to pour paint. Here's affordable 
wet palette. Here are the good primers to use, the speed paints versus the contrast paints, some good sets. I'm definitely focused on, you know, this is something that you're getting started with. You don't want to invest a ton of money in it, but you also don't want to go like the cheapest, cheapest route because then you might have a bad experience with inferior products. So I'm looking at like, maybe it'll be recommended for getting started and then maybe a column that's like next level, the more advanced or, you know, something you would invest in, you know, with more experience. I've already been kind of putting that together in my head. I just got to get that through and that will be for you, but also for anybody, you know, if we're finding that we get any listener feedback of like, I also want to get started with baiting miniatures or I've always wanted to try that or something like that. Or you just want to look at it. We could post that up somewhere. And by we, of course, I mean, Intern Joan. Intern Joan. <laughs> yes. And I put for my nerdiest thing is because I haven't had a chance to play. That is my nerdiest thing. I, we need to play Return to Dark Tower. I am obsessed with this game. And I really think you're going to have a really good time with it. I really think it's going to be like, when's the next time we're going to play? So that is my nerdiest thing. That's my planned nerdiest thing for next week is to finally get together and play Return to Dark Tower with you. So Can you imagine if I just like hate it and we play and I just throw my chits across the room and I'm like, I'm done with this game and I never make another <laughs> miniature for you again. Yeah, it could happen, but I don't think so. I think it's you're going to have fun. Gonna, I have I have a good I, instinct about this. I have yet to play a, a tabletop game with awesome painted miniatures, especially when sculpted that well, that I was like, oh, this game sucks. <laughs> like, it's what, just was, not in me. what was that game we played? Like Maria's birthday, like circa... 2006 some crazy game that we all sat around that big old table and we played it for hours and we hated it hated it oh my gosh yes that was talisman oh my god i had such memories of talisman i remember on weekends when i was in high school and we just didn't have the energy to plan a D game we would break out talisman and we would just play all night and the family that i played with they had like the expansions and we would go through we'd be collecting the treasure and you'd be like i thought that game was great and so i saw that they had done a reprint of it and i'm like oh my god talisman i haven't thought about that in 15 years and i grabbed it and i paid a bunch of money for it you know from the comic book store and i was like oh my gosh i'm so excited we gotta play this game it was new year's eve and I was like, oh, this is going to be perfect. That's what it was. We're going to have this big, we're going to grill. We're going to have this big dinner or whatever we're going to do. And then that night we're going to play Talisman all the way until midnight. And it was a slog. Oh my gosh. It Everybody awful. hated it. I think we just gave up. We're like, we're never going to win. Nobody's ever going to get anywhere. It's two o'clock in the morning. Forget yeah. about it. I yeah. packed it all up. I sold it. I sent it away. I never played it again. <laughs> I do not own Talisman anymore. It was like, we hit midnight. We're like, woo, happy new year. Let's keep playing. All right. And then we get to like one and it's like, what is happening? And then we get to like one thirty, and everyone's kind of looking at each other going like, what are we doing? And we get to like two and like, I, I can't play this anymore. Yeah, no, we, <laughs> this sucks. This is the worst. So that was one of many. And this returned. But there were no miniatures on that game. That was not a, All right, yeah, good it was point. not a beautiful miniature game that was Good just point. a straight up board game touche touche oh boy <laughs> well that's the plan until it happens return to dark town i'm gonna talk about all the time every episode <laughs> all right, and rob this is the end of our first season we will release one shots over the summer months before we return for season two sometime august maybe earlier if i can talk rob into it our website will be updated throughout the summer thanks to intern joan intern dr joan so check us out <laughs> that's on- right dr joan <laughs> 
<laughs> Joan didn't go to intern school for all those years, so you could call her Dr. Joan. He's intern Dr. Joan. Uh, make sure you check us out on www.nerdbestfriends.com between now and then. Make sure you're nerdy, you be well, and share it with us. Let us know what's going on with your nerd summer. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at nerdbestfriends, or send us a message by writing to, and I'm going to get it right this time, podcast at nerdbestfriends.com and (laughs) make sure when you're listening go ahead and hit that subscribe button please like and follow share the podcast if you can give it a review on the podcatcher that you're using it just takes a second and it would be great because it just helps move us up lists when people are searching for things thank you so much for listening to season one of nerd best friends and best friend thank you for Agreeing to do this not quite a year ago and agreeing to sign on for another season, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun so far. I couldn't imagine my first foray into podcasting without you. It was a good idea. Right on. Until next season, nerds. All right. Thanks for listening. one of those places where I'm going to be yelling at myself <laughs> later because I can't. There we go. I roll the one on self-promotion. Anyway, I a love one is still good. Oh my gosh, has it been 20 years? Since when? Hold, it has been more than 20 years since I was in college. Sure, because you graduated college in 2000. Holy cow, yeah. So, all right. Jeez. <laughs>